0: How can meeting physical, emotional, and spiritual needs open doors to share the gospel? How do we respond with love and point people to Jesus Christ when they struggle with relationships, parenting, marriage, communication, physical illness, addictions, and a myriad of other issues today's families face? God has established two institutions, the family and the church. Would you agree with me that these two institutions are under attack in today's world? Together, we can take up the shield of faith and use the spiritual weapons God has given us. This includes the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. This is Kay Meyer, president of Family Shield Ministries. Today, I'll present families transformed through the gospel of Christ. Why is reaching people for Christ and making them his disciples so critical in our world today? Here are some statistics that might help answer this question: The United States is now the third largest mission field in the world. Is that amazing? Uh, the only other countries, countries with more unbelievers, are India and China. The United States is going through an unprecedented change in religious practices. Large numbers of American adults are disaffiliating themselves with Christianity and organized religion. Seventy-six point five percent. That's 159 million Americans identify themselves as Christian. This is a major shift from 86.2% in 1990. Identification with Christianity has suffered a loss of 9.7% in just 11 years. Amazing. Not a good sign. Nearly one in five Americans say they are atheist, agnostic, or nothing at all. Five years ago, adults who claimed no religion made up about 15% of the population. It's a a seismic shift from 40 years ago when about 7% of American adults said they had no religious affiliation. Those statistics are from the Pew Forum on Religion and Public Life. One-third of those people aged 18 to 22 are religiously unaffiliated today. The most recent George Barna research said that the leading influences in America society is no longer the church, but rather movies, television, the internet, books, music, public policy, and law, and the family. The Christian church, his research shows, is no longer among the top influencers these days. A far cry from the way things used to be. The good news in all this bad news is that the family is still a leading influencer. Working together, we can more effectively reach and equip individuals and their families for Christ. It's a fact, the culture we live in is changing, but as people learn, we care. The Lord can open doors for us to share the law and gospel. Although our culture continues to change, the gospel of Jesus Christ remains the same it is the gospel that transforms lives in time for eternity. So therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. You know that verse, Matthew twenty-eight nineteen. Witnessing begins as we go into our homes first and share God's love with our children and grandchildren. And as we go, the Lord will open doors for us to share God's love with our extended family and others in the community. So what are you waiting for? Let's go. Let's go together. So what are some of the witnessing basics that we need to learn? I do regular six-hour seminars based on my book, Witnessing a Lifestyle, and I'm just going to share some of the things that we talk about in that seminar, much briefer, of course, today during this uh, half-an-hour program. But what are witnessing basics? Before we can begin the process of meeting people's needs, we should understand some of those basics. Uh, Begin with prayer. Do you know someone who's not a Christian or who has fallen away from the church? Then begin praying for him or her. Continue to pray until God opens a door of opportunity for you. You don't have to push the door down. Begin with prayer. Allow the Holy Spirit to work in their life as you pray. Remember, God answers prayers. He desires that we pray for those who do not know Christ. Betty called to talk with me following one of our radio programs on the topic of improving your prayer life. She asked if I would pray for her and her husband. She explained that he had been unfaithful. She had recently learned of this and was struggling to find a way to forgive him. As we talked, I learned she and her husband had not attended church in many years. This conversation gave me the opportunity to talk about the Lord and what he had done for her and her husband. We referred her to important resources and stayed in touch. And we prayed for Betty and her husband. It took time. In fact, it took a lot of time. But their marriage survived, and they are now active in a local Christian congregation. So begin with prayer. Just one example of many that we could share. Listen attentively. The next step in the witnessing process is to listen and find ways to build a positive, trusting relationship. Some people think that that would always take weeks, months, or maybe even years. But I've had many opportunities to witness as I travel and just talk with people in the community. It doesn't always take a long time. That doesn't mean that sometimes it won't take a long time. But God will bring people into your life as you show interest in them and listen attentively. Another witnessing basic, share your personal testimony and relate faith to life. What is a personal testimony, some people ask me. It's when we testify or tell others how the Lord has walked with us through good times and bad. We call them faith stories many times. My youngest son, Jeff, died of cancer when he was 32 years old. The Lord walked with our family through this very difficult time. I was overwhelmed as the main caregiver for Jeff, who lived with us during his illness. My younger sister organized family and friends to bring a meal over to our home once a week. The meals were brought on the same day I took Jeff to doctor's appointments, radiation treatment, and chemo treatments. Jeff passed from this life to the next on June 22, 2010. As you can imagine, this was just the most difficult time We have ever experienced my daughter my husband and our other extended family members but i can testify that god walked with us through this valley he was also with jeff we praise god that jeff knew his savior and is now with him in heaven jesus said i tell you the truth whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life And it will and will not be condemned. He has crossed over from death to life. That's from John 5 24, and I love that verse. He has crossed over from death to life. It's amazing how often God has placed me on an airplane or at a conference where the person sitting next to me is struggling with grief or a loved one's illness. Since I've been there, I know what it's like, and I can empathize and listen and share God's love with them. So talk to your family, friends, and those in the community about the Lord and how he has walked with you through those challenges of life. The more you do this, the easier it will be. Another witnessing basic is to answer questions, show concern, be open and honest, and respond to needs. That's a mouthful, but I want to just share a little bit. Answering questions people ask is one of the best ways for the Lord to open a door for you to share the message of the gospel. I've seen that over and over, over the years. Certainly, we can also ask unchurch people questions and open doors, but I love it when they ask me Um it, We show concern and we respond to their needs. Here's an example. On the way home from the Lutheran Hour Ministry Convention in Canada, a couple summers ago, I sat next to a young man who asked me where I'd been. I yawned. I'd had to get up at like 3.30 in the morning to catch this flight home. Uh, And that's why he said, you know, why are you so tired? I told him I'd been at the Lutheran Hour Ministry Convention in Canada. It's an international agency. I serve on the board of directors. And uh, as I told him that, he then asked me, are you a pastor? That was his question. I laughed, not in a negative way, but uh, I said, no, Lutheran Hour Ministries is part of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Senate, a very conservative Christian denomination. We don't have women pastors. And uh, I'm just a lay person who loves the Lord. Uh, as I listened and showed concern for him and his family, I learned he and his family had recently joined a Protestant church. Because his nine-year-old daughter had asked him why he and his family, his wife and his other daughter, never went to church. He went on to explain that he had never been a churchgoer, never had gone to church in his life, and his wife was a fallen away Roman Catholic. I just encouraged him in his new faith journey. And then we kept talking. As we talked, I realized he thought Lutherans, Roman Catholics, and his new Protestant church were different religions. Seems to be a very common thread in a lot of people's lives today that they don't understand the difference between Christian denominations, other religions, such and such. I explained that we were all different Christian denominations, but part of the body of Christ. I explained this. And then, as I did, I shared a very brief law and gospel presentation. Following this, he asked me more questions about faith issues and God's word. It was a great visit that lasted for much of our trip. God opened this door of opportunity because of a question that this young man had asked me. Uh, And so I often have opportunities as I travel. Now, one thing about me is that I get sick on airplanes if I read so I always pray for somebody to be near me that I can talk to, but I don't want to bother them if they're willing, if they're wanting to read or do something else. Uh, I kind of have to read between the lines. He did eventually go back to his his book that he had brought with him, but it was a great conversation. Many, many sh- stories that I could share with within uh, that same type of thing happening. But here's another <clears throat> witnessing basic. Use actions – and words. I enjoyed interviewing Dr. Alvin Berry, who's one of the past presidents of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Senate. He's now with the Lord. His daring goal was to share Jesus Christ every day with someone. As I interviewed him many years ago, he told one story after another about times he had shared Christ with people he met in his daily life. It almost always started by meeting human needs, and showing care and concern. Here's a couple stories. <clears throat> Dr. Barry was flying across the country. A woman near him had gotten sick. She had two young children with her. No one wanted to help her. Finally, Dr. Barry said, give me the children. I can take care of them. I'm a grandpa. I can do this. He then said, I took off my tie And bounced the two children on my lap for the rest of the trip. As they got near their destination, the woman began to feel better. She turned to him and asked, Why did you help me? No one else would. He said, I'm a Christian. Jesus is my Savior. He suffered for my sins and wants me to be his hands and feet in this world. You needed help and I was here, so I offered to help. Now that you're feeling better, maybe I could share a little more about my Savior Jesus with you. Would that be all right? And he asked a question. Uh, I'm not going to go into the rest of what he shared, but just, again, a way to meet needs, then to open an opportunity to share God's love. Here's another story from Dr. Barry. They weren't always a good uh, opportunity. Sometimes things don't go the way you plan. He said, Kay, a woman sat next to me on another flight. He did a lot of traveling, so a lot of his stories are from planes. She had on a nice white pantsuit. Soon the stewardess brought our drinks. I thought this would be a great time to get acquainted with her. Then I accidentally spilled my Coke all over her white outfit. I said, oh, I'm so sorry. And I so wanted to tell you about my Savior and the forgiveness he offers. She turned to look at him and responded boldly, buddy, you need his forgiveness more than I do. He shared with a little laugh, Kay, you win some and you lose some, but you don't stop sharing the gospel with those you meet. So again, great opportunities are out there. I'm going to just share a few announcements and then come back to continue talking about uh, transforming families through the gospel. Thanks for listening to Family Shield. Family Shield is aired on 51 radio stations in 25 states. Each week, we give away a booklet to our radio listeners. This week, we're giving away Reasons to Believe. To order the booklet, contact our response center, 1-877-317-4326. You can also email us through the website and let us know you'd like that booklet. There's no cost. You can also sign up to receive the Family Shield email newsletter on our homepage at www.familyshieldministries.com. You can use that to promote the radio programs in your area at your congregation. It will share our guest, the dates, and the topics. Um, Family Shield is a listener-supported radio program and depends upon radio listeners to pay for our airtime. Your prayers and financial support are very important. Send letters, prayer requests, or donations to Family Shield Ministries, P.O. Box 230015, St. Louis, Missouri 63123. You can also give a donation through PayPal on our website. If you're a Thrivent Financial member, you can designate your Thrivent Choice dollars to Family Shield Ministries call Thriven and ask for Choice Dollars or go to their website at www.thrivent.com Thriventchoice. Are you or someone you know in the market to buy or sell a home or a commercial property? You can support Family Shield by calling Real Estate for Life. Real Estate for Life supports pro-family organizations like Family Shield through agent referrals. They'll set you up with an experienced professional real estate agent with a proven track record. It's simple, just mention Family Shield Ministries when you call, and you can email them at pro No Spaces at yahoo.com or go to their website, www.realestateforlife.org, no spaces, again. We also have an archive page, Family Shield's archive page at www.kngn.org, uh, then go to Family Shield on their homepage. So I want to continue talking about witnessing basics. And uh, the next basic that I have is don't go ahead of the Holy Spirit. Sometimes people are kind of put off when I say that. I really believe a lot of Christians don't wait on the Spirit to open the doors to talk to people. And they push their way in, and they're often way over the top and rude and impolite. Uh, wait on the Holy Spirit, allow the Lord to open and close doors, be patient, allow people to ask you questions by being open, honest, and kind. You know, I mentioned earlier being um, open and honest. And too many times Christians are not willing to share their challenges, the things that they've gone through uh, with unbelievers. But it really is a wonderful way to open the door. If you talk about a a terrible challenge that you went through or one of your family members went through, it's a great way to open the door and help others uh, begin to realize that you're being honest with them. You're not lording it over them. And uh, I just encourage you to be open and honest and not put on airs. So those are my suggestions for witnessing basics. And as I mentioned earlier, we do like a six-hour seminar with my book, Witnessing a Lifestyle. I don't think I mentioned that yet. The book is available through our ministry. It's 1099. Uh, we we would love for you to purchase it, but we also like to do witnessing seminars, and we use that as our curriculum during that seminar. We don't touch on everything in the book, but we deal with some of the basics and some of the things that you can uh, you can learn from it. So the next section is seven points in sharing the message, message of salvation with an adult. Again, what we're talking about is when you want to reach an adult. And um, uh, I, I know it's good to have witnessing basics, but it, eventually you have to be able to speak the message of salvation, the law and the gospel. And uh, so many times people talk about all the things you do ahead of time, but then you don't know how to share the message. It is not God loves you. It's not a bad thing to say, but that's not the gospel. And so uh, the, the following information I'm going to share is just some of the things that I, we need to learn how to share. We don't have to share it all at one time. We can pick and choose what they need to hear and some of the basics. So we start by talking about God. God is just and righteous. He's loving and he must punish sin. So we can talk and begin our conversation by seeing if they believe in God, talking about God. And then we can talk about man. God created man in his image. That's something that takes some time to discuss because people don't always understand what that means. Man rebelled or sinned against God. Sin separates man from God. And most importantly, man cannot save himself. We talk about sin. There's no one righteous. We all sin daily. Even Christians don't live a perfect life. I often use myself as an example and suggest to those in the class that they be open enough to do this too. So I'll say, I can break the first commandment while I'm sitting in church. Instead of listening to the pastor's sermon, sometimes I'm thinking about what I'm going to prepare for the family when they come over for dinner after church. I'm not putting God first. Explain that the Ten Commandments are a mirror and a guide. Explain that God's Word says we can stumble in one place. If we stumble in one place, we're guilty of all. That's from James 2.10. A lot of times people don't get that verse. But yes, one sin, you've committed all of them. Explain that sin separates us from God, from Isaiah 59 and Romans 6.23. And then talk about Jesus. We want to get to that, but we it takes some time. Jesus is both true God and true man at the same time. He was perfect. He never sinned. He suffered and died in our place for us. Get personal for your sins and my sins. Um, his death brings us forgiveness and eternal life. You know, years ago, I worked in a maternity home, and I w- had the privilege of sharing Uh, Bible studies and God's love with uh, pregnant women, most of which were unchurched. uh, And um, I just always loved to share with them uh, what Christ had done for them, that he had suffered in their place, that he had died for them. I still stay in contact with a lot of those Facebook uh, friends uh, through uh, the Volkerning Village was the name of the agency I worked for. And it's such a wonderful privilege to see that many of them are still walking in faith. Not all of them, but most of them are still walking in faith. They knew nothing about the Lord when they came, but uh, they heard through the Bible study that we required them to go to. It was just awesome. So talk about Jesus. You need to. You don't have to tell him everything at once. They won't understand that he's both true God and true man. But I think that eventually, as they grow, we need to talk about the fact that Jesus is uh, true God and true man at the same time. That we call that his dual nature. And uh, uh, many times that's a difficult topic, but it's important. We talk about repentance I think a lot of times people leave this out. God tells us to repent of our sins. He wants us to turn to him and trust him for our salvation. And this is in the situation of sharing Christ with someone that is maybe not a Christian and doesn't understand all of those things. We turn away from sin. That doesn't mean we won't sin, but we continue to ask for forgiveness. We talk about faith. Eternal life is a free gift, not a result of our good works. So although we want to help others, our works do not gain us brownie points with God. He's given us faith as a free gift. And we talk about the gift of eternal life. I love the story in Acts 16, 24 to 36. Maybe you could read it this evening with your family at dinner. You remember it? Paul and Silas were in jail. They had been thrown in jail for preaching Christ. Yet, at midnight, they were praying and singing praises and hymns to God. The prisoners were listening. Obviously, so was the jailer. Then an earthquake came and opened the prison doors, and he asked, What must I do to be saved? And they replied, Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, and you will be saved, you and your household. Then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all the others in his house, and that household came to faith in Christ. Amazing and exciting story. I, I also love the uh, the other story of when Peter was in jail, and uh, in this case, uh, Paul and Silas they stayed in jail when they could have left. But when Peter was in jail and the Christians were praying fervently for him to be released, he left. And he went to their home. And I always say, I wonder why one stayed and one left. And I think it's just relying on the Holy Spirit to guide you. The, the, the Christians were praying fervently for Peter's release. And, uh, and so they did. Jesus suffered and died so that you can have forgiveness and eternal life. So can I. It's a gift. Remember to tell the person that you're speaking to that they don't need to do anything. Ask them if they have questions. Ask them uh, if they would like to repent of their sins and put their faith in Christ. You can pray with them, or you can encourage them to pray on their own. Uh, Explain that when they repent and believe believe, the Holy Spirit will come into their hearts through faith. And then he will teach them, John 16, 13. What a great verse that is. Uh, and uh, to just remember that Christ walks with us. I encourage you to join us in praying that the Lord will bless the work of Family Shield Ministries as together with you we equip equip Christians to share their faith in their daily life. Tomorrow we have our strategic planning meeting, and uh, we are asking the Lord to guide and direct us to give us his wisdom as we move forward to reach this world that we live in today that has so many people that don't know Christ, I would ask for your prayers that God would give us his wisdom, that he would bring those people to us and the support that we need as well to share God's love with others. Again, I want to mention our book, booklet this week is Reasons to Believe. If you want to receive that book, call our Response Center, one 317 4326 And uh, also call and ask us about our my book, Witnessing a Lifestyle. Uh, this is Kay Meyer with Family Shield. Uh, thank you so much for listening, and don't forget to check out our website, www.familyshieldministries.com. God bless your day.